bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Number five. 15-year-olds arrested in connection to a property damage at Norris School. Believe it or not, a school in McQuanago was closed after an incident allegedly involving a student on yesterday. According to Waukesha County Sheriff's Office, a 15-year-old boy was arrested after he caused more than... $10,000 worth of damage at the school. All of the actions were caught on video. According to the sheriff's office, the break-in happened just before 7 a.m. when the student broke a window, gained entry to the school, destroyed and stole school property. Authorities didn't elaborate on what was broken or taken, but they said the damage was, in a word, extensive. They went on to say that the student also drove a school vehicle, parked it in the wrong um, the, the students is facing criminal charges of damage to property and burglary. According to officials, the campus is where boys aged 12 to 17 who have had trouble with the law. Shocking. Go to school. And they come to be rehabilitated into society. Y'all better not never talk about no black people tearing up stuff. Ever. You hear me? Ever. Number four. The Milwaukee Common Council and Habitat for Humanity locked down a deal for an affordable housing plan. 
And that happened today. 38 lots for $38. The Common Council approval means empty lots will soon be with homes for single families in the Harambe neighborhood. And the hope is that we'll not only provide affordable home ownership opportunities, but impact the community as a whole. Uh, Jake Brandt with the Milwaukee Habitat for Humanity said we were able to acquire these lots for just a dollar apiece. Brandt calls the effort a win-win. Instead of taxpayers spending $1,000 each year to maintain an empty lot, the investment in an owned and occupied property will drive tax revenue in the community. So I think that's a pretty cool thing. I think that's pretty nice. Um, I guess we will see exactly what will happen. Number three. In a lawsuit from JS Online, this says that there could kind of upend how the state legislature operates. Democratic Governor Tony Evers is suing Republican lawmakers over decisions to withhold pay raises for the University of Wisconsin system employees and to block conservation projects, arguing such actions by the legislative committee rather than the full legislature violate the state's constitution's separation of powers requirements. And it sounds like he is me, me, me being a, me, me being a uh, uh, <clears throat> non-lawyer, I think he's right. The governor's asking the liberal-controlled Wisconsin Supreme Court to take up the legal challenge directly bypassing lower courts due to a significant statewide importance, as well as the exigent harms caused by Republicans and constitutional obstructions, according to the governor's office. I think that's a dumb statement to make, but I agree with the fact that it is overriding the committee is doing something that the legislature has already passed and said they get a raise, but the committee is pretending like hey, you're just taking this out and you can't do it. I believe it's unconstitutional. Um, but to write about the fact that it's a liberal controlled Wisconsin Supreme court, many of those jurists, even though they talk all the liberal stuff and all the Republican stuff and the conservative crap, they're going to follow the rule of law. And if the rule of law says this is unconstitutional, it's unconstitutional and it's not going to be because they're Republican or Democrat or conservative or liberal or anything like that. Um, I have enough faith in the system that it would work. The petition filed Tuesday. That's today by Democratic Attorney General Josh Call. Why does it matter? Is he the Democratic attorney? See, part of the issue is that we've got people in the media pushing up. Democrat versus liberal. Why don't you just say the what the attorney general did, what the governor did, what the legislature did? The fact that they're Republican and Democrat, we should stop talking about that because all you're doing, all you're doing is adding fuel to the fire. Number two. Well, today... President Biden issued a landmark executive order to ensure that Americans lead the way in seizing the promise and managing the risks of artificial intelligence. Now, I kind of thought this story really didn't make any sense. Right. And then I delved into the story. And it talked about the fact that we use A.I. to make so many decisions that this was meant to make it fair. National Institute of Standards and Technology will set the rigorous standards for extensive red team testing to ensure safety before anything is publicly released. Um, they use AI to engineer biological materials. Um, they want to protect us from fraud. 
AI-generated content, authenticating official content, cybersecurity programs, all those things. But then you roll down to information about children, about research, about commercial use of information, about whether or not you use an algorithm and AI to decide who to rent to, who can get a credit card. And the one that drove me crazy because I had an argument with a white female who was a Milwaukee police officer, just because you use AI and use an algorithm to detect when and how people will recidivate, right? In terms of whether or not they will reoffend. I want to know the person that wrote it. I want to know the person that created it and what things they put in it that make us actually look at the fact that somebody might commit a crime. Because many times when you do that, it's geared towards the biases of the person that actually created it. Number one. Well, I don't know who did this. I blame Sheree Harris. I blame Rhea Riley. I blame Kyle Wallace. I blame everybody because they're expecting moderate to heavy snow to come through Wisconsin with lightning and thunder. So I don't know what that's about, but I got to blame somebody. It can't be my fault. because you know I'm here doing the show. Rhea's over there. Sheree's out there. I'm telling you, it's a conspiracy. Visibility is dropping to half a mile north of us in Sheboygan, uh, where the heaviest bands of snow are. Snow rates of an inch an hour are expected to come. An additional one to two and a half inches of snow is expected now through 8 p.m. in this area of heavy snow rotates through southeast Wisconsin. Low visibility, slick spots, all that fun stuff coming up. And the National Weather Service has now officially issued a winter Weather advisory for lakeshore communities from mid-afternoon through mid-evening as we anticipate a good burst of wet snow on a strong northerly wind that will limit visibility and may briefly accumulate to a few inches. And all I can say to that is I'm depressed. Nurses Affecting Change, Entrepreneurship Tuesday, all of that up next. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Entrepreneurship Tuesday on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is powered by We Energies, energy you can depend on. My name is Bonnie Anderson. In 1993, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So after I finished with my treatment, I joined an African-American breast cancer support group. It became very evident that African-American women were diagnosed at a later stage 
than the other population. I tried to help as many African-American women as I could as they were going through these trials of breast cancer. My personal journey was not nearly as hard as some of these women. I decided that it was time to do more. That's where Nurses Affecting Change came in at. We go around the community in Milwaukee and Racine and Kenosha, and we set up clinics. We use a, a regular massage table. We have nurse practitioners, nurse clinicians who assisted in this effort. We bring the ladies into our makeshift clinic, and we do clinical breast exams. We educate the ladies on how they should be checking themselves. Since 2011, we've probably been able to touch the lives of at least 10,000 women or more. Educate yourself about breast health and breast cancer. It is still around. You do not need to have a family history to be diagnosed with breast cancer. I personally was diagnosed with breast cancer years ago and no one in my family since then has been diagnosed. So make sure that you know that you can get breast cancer whether you have a family history or not. So you want to make sure that you know your body. You want to make sure that you're having a clinical breast exam. And if you're over 40, make sure you have a mammogram. There are other standards out there from different agencies, American Cancer Society, in different places, but I would encourage an African-American woman to make sure that she has a mammogram by age 40 because we tend to have breast cancer at younger ages. African-American women are still being diagnosed at late stage, so nurse affecting change will always be around until this disease is no more. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Welcome to Entrepreneurship Tuesday. And it's a very special day because it is the last day of October. Now, I'm confused. Which one is it? Is it, is it, is it, um, you, you can turn that button up, the black one. Just turn it up. And then you can hear better. See? All right. Is it, <laughs> you, can, you can laugh. It's okay. My guests today are, are, Sheree Harris, general manager of 1017 The Truth here at Good Cover Brands. Hey, teammate, what's going on? Hey, teammate. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say Dr. Julia Means. Uh, Julia Means, <laughs> RN, um, who's here with us today, a breast cancer survivor. And my spouse, Carla Harris, who's also a RN um, certified nurse oncology, mm-hmm. whatever you call that, however you say that. I mess everything up when it comes to medicine. I stay away from it as far as possible. So welcome. One of the one of the reasons we're doing this is because we're going to be talking about an organization, Nurses Affecting Change. But we're also going to be talking about breast cancer survivorship. And so we have two people here who have um, survived breast cancer. We also have a person here who works with people who just had breast cancer. So this whole... Um, I feel so dominated with all these women. It's just, <laughs> it's just you know. All this great Dr. energy. Harris, your mother-in-law is a breast cancer I, survivor. I can't, I can't even get there. See? See? Yeah, yeah see? See? <laughs> and my mother-in-law, who is not here, is a, is a breast cancer survivor. Um, I think back, and I know all these people. You know, my mother died from breast cancer. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, and um, it, it was a while ago. But I was so used to it because she had had cancer my entire life. Mm. She got colon cancer when she was 20. So she had always had some kind of cancer. So 
I just kind of lived with it. You know, it was like people, are, oh, yeah, so-and-so is sick. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess they'll get better, right? And so it's it's just, you know, by the grace of God, married somebody who works with oncology, which is not my field of expertise by any stretch of the imagination. But this month is, what what is it? Is it cancer month, breast cancer month? What breast exactly cancer. Is? Breast cancer month. Awareness month. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so we're here on the last day to remind men and women, because we all know men can also get breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those things I wanted to talk about as well, because we have this idea that certain diseases are for certain people. Or I, I think I remember hearing Cherie talk about it. Certain diseases are for other people. Right. And then it's you. Right. And so I want you to tell your story, who you are, Cherie. Oh, okay. I'm looking around like, yeah, I'm so used to being on the other end. I know. She's so used to being on the other end. She's, everybody, she's everybody's boss, which she hates to hear the word boss. But, no, I don't like that. You know, boss, 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 boss. <laughs> so so she, you you went through and are going through yes. some, some um, well, I'll just let you tell your yes. story. Um, so I was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer in September of 2022. Which is what? Um, triple negative. I, as I recall, it's like three, is it three different proteins or like? The features, the, hormone features, right. the estrogen. The, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the estrogen, which is negative. It's right. not attracted to estrogen. Um, there is a protein called her 2 new yes. that can be on the surface of some of the tumor cells many times, but yours was not. So right. that's a negative. And then the progesterone, which also is a hormone, and that was also negative. Right. And that's tested as soon as we get a cancer positivity. We go to see what the receptors are. Right. And to what's tell us what we need to do. So those things, those, those characteristics of the cancer, the breast cancer. Okay. Correct. Okay. And I was diagnosed with stage two, grade three. And stage two means that it metastasized and it went traveled to my lymph nodes under my okay. arm. And that's where I discovered right. the lump. So right. not on my breast, but under my arm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, and then after that, um, so there's different types of mammograms. And I had a 3D mammogram a year, over two years ago. And then when I found out the lump was under my arm, my doctor um, said we need to do a diagnostic mammogram. And that's the first time I heard of that. And then when I went through the diagnostic mammogram, which took almost two hours, that's when I discovered I had breast cancer because they compared the images from last year, mm -hmm. well, a couple of years ago to last year. And they said your bright, right breast looks like Christmas lights compared to the left breast. And this is what you have breast cancer. So what is it that lights up in an x-ray? It can be the, the tumor itself. Mm -hmm. um, but do non-tumor things light up? They can. Yes. That's okay. why ultimately that biopsy ah, okay. is what will right. determine the diagnosis. And the biopsy, they remove tissue to determine like where's, where's the cancer <laughs> in your body. Yeah, there's an ultrasound. Yeah, it's not, it, I'm not going to lie, the biopsy is painful. I can not, imagine. Because um, you're laying, it's very uncomfortable, and they're sticking this needle in your breast, and you just have to lay still. 
Um, and so, and then that's where they discover like where the cancer okay. lies in your body. Okay. Um, and then they do the ultrasound to find out like, I call it like the clock. Because they were saying 730, Yeah, the positions. The position mm-hmm. of where the tumors mm-hmm. okay. are. Can I say one thing? Mm-hmm. They do numb you a little they bit. Do, they try. They, I've yeah. had biopsies too. I know. But I don't want any woman that may be out there yes, that's right. facing a biopsy <laughs> to find a reason not to go. They do numb you. So do you yes. find that a lot, that people find reasons not to get stuff done? Oh, yeah. It, it, that's why I wanted to jump and say, please. yes, thank no. you. <laughs> please go. Please go. Right. Yes. So the so the newly promoted Dr. Means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people do that to me. I'm not a doctor. For some reason, people feel. You, you just have that, that air of <laughs> the, authority the, and superiority. <laughs> the mayor kept doing that. Uh, Straw Baby Savage, they had to say. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, no, I'm not a doctor. So what's your story? Okay. Um, when when I first got diagnosis, uh, diagnosed, I ran to your wife. That's what I did. But how long ago we both was did that? that. But <laughs> how long ago was that? That was in 04. Okay. My first diagnosis was how long, in how, how, how long did y'all cry? <laughs> she did well. I, I did well. She wanted Notice to how just, they didn't answer the question. They said I, she did I, well. I, I, we were just <laughs> getting to know each other. Yeah. but So y'all yeah. only cried like an hour. Well, I, I knew she knew. <laughs> you know, I, I knew that was her specialty. I right, went to her right. office and um, and she helped me. She calmed me and uh, helped me to find the right surgeon. And um, we discussed my uh, plan and um, it helped. Mm-hmm. And I was younger then, and I was like, okay, cancer, you think you bad? <laughs> I got you. Um, and so I, I, I at first, because, you know, I'm a parish nurse, mm-hmm. and I didn't know whether I should tell the church, you, don't, you know, you don't want a sick doctor. You don't want a, <laughs> a sick nurse. You know? I didn't know whether I should share that with right. the congregation or, you know, just mm-hmm. suffer in silence. You know? So what did you do? I shared it. And that's when I cried. The vul- vulnerability of mm-hmm. uh, sharing it uh, to the congregation. And, and I looked up and um, the whole, every woman in the uh, congregation came and surrounded me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wanda Montgomery started it. Uh, she said, uh, she's always been here for us. Now we're going to be here for her. And they all came around and prayed. And so, uh, like we do as nurses, I started teaching. Right. So I started showing uh, the women that were curious what a lump felt like in your breast. So I would show um in the bathroom i was showing the different <laughs> and my daughter was uh, attending church uh with me at that time and and she said if i come in this bathroom one more time <laughs> <laughs> paints paints quite the picture <laughs> it really does <laughs> but but when people have a yes. biopsy when 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 you're checking for it it's not painful Many times. Oh, mine, mine wasn't. It's just um, an everyday, in, 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 in terms of checking yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You, you need to do that how often? Once a year, every time you shower? It's recommended. Um, 
people have backed off on it. Um, a lot of our national organizations yeah. regarding uh, self-checks. Right. Um, and we've changed the wording to know your body. Mm-hmm. But it's free. And to check yourself once a month mm-hmm. <clears throat> does not cost you anything. Right. And um, it has saved many women finding their own right. lump, no matter you know what the standing... One of the reasons why larger organizations have backed off on uh, recommending self-breast checks was because they thought this would delay ladies going in to see their doctor. And so um, those of us that are grassroots and right on the firing lines, no, you still check your breasts. And and many women that I would meet say, I found this lump. My doctor didn't find it. Yep. I found it. Mm -hmm. And so because of that... Check it at least once a month. Don't do it every day. It's it's uh, an analogy would be if you check too often, it's like um, you You'll have a growing to, child, right? And You'll you're used, used to, to how tall there. they're getting, right. and then a relative comes they haven't seen the child in a year, and they're like, "Oh my God, you've gotten taller. You're so right. big, and you didn't really notice because they're just growing right before your eyes." So not daily, not weekly, just once a month to really know your breast. When we come back, I want to talk about the difference between, how can I say it, a black woman having cancer and everybody else. Because mm-hmm. there seems to be a very marked difference between how yes. black women get it, how black women are diagnosed, how they're treated, and even aftercare and survivorship. So I want to get into that when we come back. Our guest is Carla Harris, RN. Dr. Devon Means RN. I know she's not a doctor. She's an RN. And it is Julie. <laughs> Julia what did I say? Devon. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, did I say Devon? You're saying Devon Means. And wow. we, we know who that is. Well, that's her, well, that's her son. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Went to high school with him. <laughs> yeah, well, such a small yeah, oh, world. See, I started it already. See? Dr. Wow. Julia Means. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Julia Means RN and Cherie Harris GM. See, we got all got letters after yeah. our name. Yeah. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth Tuesday on Truth in Talking the Afternoon. Talking over myself. Dr. Ken Harris is powered by We Energies, energy you can depend on. I'm just, I'm, I'm just excited to be here. I'm here with Carla Harris RN, Julia Means RN, and Cherie Harris GM. Um, so Cherie and Julia are cancer survivors. Mm-hmm. Carla is an is a certified oncology nurse. Nurse oncologist, I don't know what it is. Certified breast cancer navigator, navigator or coordinator okay. is the certification. Mm-hmm. All that. All, <laughs> all that. All that. Um, <clears throat> survivorship. So there's, a, there's, there's something about black women and cancer that seems to be an epidemic. What, what is that? I'll start, I'll start with Carla, the expert. Not expert. Um, When you say epidemic, 
What do you mean? That you keep finding or discovering or meeting women that or that there seems to be a higher rate, a higher rate of cancer and mm-hmm. breast cancer in African American women um, on average than other women in the population. So statistics would still say that um, African American women uh, are not a high, at a higher rate than Caucasian women. Okay. But we certainly are catching up. And um, one of the, maybe the other reason why you feel the way you do is because with the majority of cancers, um, African Americans lead the pack as far as mortality rates, unfortunately. And so that's where that number comes from, that we're actually dying mm-hmm. not, not only at a higher rate, but a higher number. Mm-hmm. More of us are dying than white people yes. as yes. it relates to that. Yeah. And so how important is support? And I guess I'll, I'll start with Julia. How important is the support you, you have? Um, is support for African-American women something that's different or what? Well, I had a lot of support. Um, so it it was okay you know, with me, I had a, a very supportive family. My job was very supportive, um, friends and family, but um, which made me realize how important support was. So, mm-hmm. therefore, I became more of a supporter for women that um, have breast cancer uh, because it is it is quite a bit. But like I said, my first bout of breast cancer, mm-hmm. um, I felt... Um, a very secure. The second bout of breast cancer uh, kind of shook me a little. Okay. Okay. Cherie, what about you? Support? I know you had a lot around yes. here, but away from here, I guess that's that's where the rubber hits the road. Right. I, I would say my family was there for me day one. Uh, it took a minute for me to let them know um, <laughs> because we were going through so much at the time. We had experienced death in the family and my stepdaughter passed away around the same time. Me, me and my husband found out that I had breast cancer, so we couldn't share that information because we had to bury our daughter. And then when we were comfortable sharing that information, they rallied and they came through. And I feel like it's because how I approached it. I didn't approach it with sadness. I approached it with courage and I approached it with a faith, with faith that I'm going to thrive through it. Um, I gave my husband an assignment to tell my younger daughter about me having breast cancer. I was tired and we did go through treatment first and then we let her know and he couldn't bring himself to do it. It was upsetting and she was upset. And I'm like, you got one job, (laughs) one job to let her know. I was like, let me get up and let me just, (laughs) let me handle this. So, um, we were able to (laughs) handle it as a family and I, and I had support of my friends, my Sorority sisters and people here at work, there was a meal train and um, I had meals every week delivered because I was too weak to cook um, for a long time. So, And and I'm sure your husband didn't argue about that. He sure didn't because we ain't good. (laughs) You know, shout out to big dreams. (laughs) We ain't ain't good. But um, I was told in the very beginning is mind over matter and to be very positive. And it's hard to be positive sometimes, but... When you accept that you have cancer mm-hmm. and you accept this challenge, 
the road becomes easier in the long okay. run yeah, so, to travel. So you are a member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority. Yes. Incorporated. You're a member of Julia Means, the doctor, is, <laughs> is yeah, I, I, I put that in quotes, um, is are a member of Chi Eta Phi Sorority, <laughs> the nursing sorority, and you're the chapter president, Theta Chi Chi chapter, correct? Yes. Okay. And you're a founder of Theta Chi Chi chapter and I'm a member a of Alpha member. Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. That so, is correct. So how do you use those organizations? How have they played a role in letting African-American women know about um, the support they can get when they get cancer? Because it, it, it sounds like when you, when you get a diagnosis, it's like you're the only person in the world and no one else has had this. and No one else not not quite like you, right? Because everybody thinks they're unique. But la- and went up. Oh, Got to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about this this event. All of you were at on Saturday, where I realized that every single person and some of the men are all cancer survivors. And I thought, mm-hmm. wow, if it's like this in here, can you imagine what America looks like in the black community? Mm-hmm. And so when we come back, I want I want to talk about that. How how do you use organizations and how do we get the word out? Because, you know, November is, you know, no shave November is November because now we got to deal with men and colon cancer, things mm-hmm. of that nature. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon Entrepreneurship Tuesday, Nurses Affecting Change. And we'll talk about that and organization. And Carla will tell us about Bonnie Anderson, who started it and whips everybody into shape. 10,000 women. Over, over the years that have been checked for breast cancer. And I think that's a powerful thing. And we'll talk about all that when we come back in a moment. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Entrepreneurship Tuesday on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is powered by We Energies, energy you can depend on. We're here and we're back. Carla Harris, Julia Means. Cherie Harris. Y'all sisters from another mother. <laughs> sisters in Christ. Okay. All right. All right. Sisters from say. another mother. That's what we say. All right. So survivorship, What? how, how important is that? It's very important. Um, I'll let the, the two survivors in the room speak, but um, if I could just put a shout out to a long-standing, maybe the longest uh, standing African-American breast cancer support group called the Oza M. Holmes African-American Breast Cancer Support Group. We've been out, I believe, 30 years. Right. We've moved around the city of Milwaukee meeting. We meet once a month, um, third Saturday of the month um, at... Ebenezer Church of God in Christ now is where we meet over on King Drive. Mm-hmm. Okay, King and Hour, mm-hmm. and it's we don't keep you there all day, and we always feed you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <clears throat> okay, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> what group of women together all day, and you're not there all day? Okay, no, we are there yeah, right. from eleven to one. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say many times when you're in the thick of treatment, right. 
sometimes it's not necessarily the right time. Mm-hmm. You, you're already committed to going to all of your appointments. And sometimes, many times, ladies, after they get through the bulk of treatment, then they want that, that survivorship support and, and support. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but and we're there for you. And so you've you've even been on Zoom throughout during COVID, uh, COVID, we flipped over to Zoom. Okay. We had uh, a, a member that joined in Atlanta because she could not find a support group that she needed. She was looking for an African American group, and somehow we connected early on during COVID. Um, a family member here told a member in Memphis, and so she would jump on. Mm-hmm. So Zoom was Zoom worked for us even straight through COVID. What can what can African American women do? Like what what is that? Like why why African American women? Is it is it because of the way you eat? We eat. Is it the way we ex not don't ex like what what is it what that you, causes us to get cancer at such an alarming rate? All right, can I jump in, ladies? Because yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to. Right. Yeah, I don't. No. Yeah, that's, we don't know. Hard. We don't know. I do know that um, as far as research, mm-hmm. we don't participate as much. And so when we're doing uh, clinical trials, many times the treatment that is found in clinical trials are just the general population. It's not specifically African-American. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need we need all cultures to participate in clinical trials to see what works best for those diseases, not just cancers. So that that is a piece that is important to know what we can do. Whenever you're in treatment for cancer, we do, do give you what we have found through clinical trials, and that's how you're treated. And we try to get it more customized to you. So we have those um, indicators that we talked about earlier with uh, Cherie with the triple negative. So we've learned now how to treat that. But we still have more clinical trials to do. And we it's ongoing research. And so if you have the opportunity to participate in a clinical trial, I encourage you mm-hmm. to please try to do that, don't feel like you're going to be a guinea pig. There is uh, the best learned treatment that you'll get. You'll get that, and then there may be something with a tweak or a change to it. But you're going to get the basics. You're not going to not get treatment. So if you're offered a clinical trial, please consider participating. So is it? Can, so is it both? Can, you get treatment yeah. and the clinical trial? Can I speak on that? Or you get one oh, or, yeah. I'll speak Absolutely. on that because I'm in two. Oh, see? I'm in All two right. clinical trials. So one is for my treatment with the chemo um, immunotherapy, and they mm-hmm. use steroids, and they ask if I wanted to be in this trial, and you have to qualify, and they do the test on you. I say, absolutely, whatever it takes to... Selfishly, I want to get better, and unselfishly, I want to help those because I know it's not a lot of us women of color during yes. the clinical trials. And the other clinical trial is um, fitness. Mm. How how can you when you tell, when you're going through treatment? How's your heart? Can you exercise? How fast can you run or walk? How many times around in the circle? So I'm doing two different types because they want to measure because I just have I nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> but one, how I respond to treatment and two, how my body is going to respond. Um, mm-hmm. Am I going to remain active and, and everything so far? It's 
working out very well. That's awesome. Okay. So well. I have one last question for everybody. If there's one thing that you want women to know about breast cancer, what is it? So any, anybody. anybody? Early detection. Yes. Get what, your what mammogram. Does that mean? Okay. Get your mammogram because early detection. At what age? Well, you start at 40. But if you know that it, uh, your mother, your sister. Anybody in your family. Had it. Then you talk to your physician and you should start earlier. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, you can tell your physician versus your physician just telling you you should or should You should tell your physician. Okay. Be be, um, proactive about your health care and advocate for your health care because sometimes if you're unsure, just ask. Ask questions. Ask about the treatment. I know I did... I did that. I asked Carla because I did not understand the results of my test and the terminology. It can be a little intimidating mm-hmm. and have someone break it down for you mm-hmm. so you feel more. That's so important. Feel easy, feel good about your treatment and know what you're getting yourself into. I mean, Julia? even as a nurse, I needed a specialist to break mm-hmm. it down for me and then to say who were the other specialists in the field so you know where to go and to make sure you're getting the best care. But uh, early detection is. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cancer is not a death notice nowadays. Right. They actually see it as a chronic disease. So you need to um, make sure you go in, get it done, and follow the regime that they give okay. you. <laughs> All right. Amen to that. So yes. <laughs> I got a quick question. Of course, I lied. I got another minute and a half. Talking text line. <laughs> Do the thoughts and meditations of black women attribute to their cancer numbers? That's from Brianna. How How you think? How important oh. is it? How you think, because if you get diagnosed, you know, Mm. I think Cherie said it best. Her thought and her thinking was, I'm going to beat this. I got this. Same thing with both of you. Mm -hmm. Right. And and you, Mm -hmm. you, you give that to women, the, hey, pick your head up and all that. Mm -hmm. So is that important? Are the thoughts and meditations of black women attributing to their cancer? You got 15 seconds. I would say yes. Positive thinking is key in being around that energy is, is, is healthy. Faith. Faith helps. And um, being connected to a church home is Mm -hmm. very valuable. All right. Absolutely. And do it if you've got to do it afraid. But don't don't dig your put your head in the sand. Move forward. Just you're going to be afraid. That's okay. That Mm -hmm. is okay. But do to move, move and get what you need to do. Get done. Get your treatment. Thank you much. Mm -hmm. Carla Harris. Julia Means. Cherie Harris, thank you so very much. I appreciate you. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe Show is coming up next. I'll be out of here, and I will see you all next week because I got fill-in hosts because I'm leaving. I'm out of here taking some time off. God bless. Take care. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. I'm out.